Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. This is the show where I get to talk about sports, I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about everything in between. Today, my incredible guest, I have Shenner Corcuses. He's the CEO of the A7FL, the American Sevens Football League. Shenner, how you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Michael. Love it. Doing awesome. It's a good day to be alive. It's a beautiful Tuesday. A little rainy up here in the Northeast, which kind of stinks and a little chilly, but I'll take it. I'll take it. We've had such beautiful weather. What's the worst that can happen? Shenner, very excited to have you on. Very excited to learn about a new football league. I'm a big football guy. Love betting on it. Love playing fantasy football. So maybe we'll get that the conversation a little bit later. But the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Yeah, uh, obvious question. Sports are fun. <laughs> you know, that's easy. Uh, that's why I played sports when I was young, uh, younger. Uh, so I played football, I played soccer, so team sports and individual. I ran track, um, and um, you know, the team aspect, um, that there's kind of a shared goal. Um, when I was younger, it might have been more about, and you know, my mindset was not exactly straight, it was more about getting the trophies and getting the medals. And but as I got older and I get into business, you realize it's more about the end game, the the success. Um, it, you know, a, as a consequence of that, the side effects will be the money and etc., or the medals and the trophies. So that's the side effects, and so very similar to sports uh, is business. And so you want to be successful, you got to want it like you've never wanted anything before. Absolutely. A positive side effects too, right? Usually we you use side effects and we consider it negative, but I don't know. Those are some pretty awesome side effects. I wouldn't mind having a couple of those. And right. uh, you bring up the team aspect of it, right? And I think that's something really, really important. So I, I just started a job recently and learning kind of how to work into a team, kind of coming into a, you know, quote unquote, new locker room to meet new people and understand how, how all these things work together. How did you, how did you utilize what you learned, you know, from a young age in sports and football and soccer? as you said, learning about the team and how were you able to take those lessons and be able to project them on yourself years and years and years later when you do come into these business type settings? That's a good question. I think a lot of it is second nature and kind of innate um, as just an, a side effect of being a part of a team. It's just kind of a, an effect that uh, you learn to work with people. You learn, you know, you learn to, to kind of um, come together for the common good. And you have to do the same in business, um, not to mention the leadership aspect. So typically on uh, a football field, that's your quarterback. But any of those positions can be a leader on the field. It's really who is going to step up and, and be that positive influence. Um, so that's a big part of being a CEO as well. Um, but and, and, and in the end, one of the biggest things, the leader as the coach um, of the team, and you have to make the right decisions uh, you know, and there might not be a ton of them, but when they do come up, you have to be right. You yeah. have to be right. Sometimes you could be wrong. You could pivot. Things are different. Things right. change. But I understand. So when did you know that you wanted to work in sports? Right. So many people, sports is the outlet. Sports is the after. It's like, OK, you know, done with work. Can't wait to watch the Mets get up to ground pitch tonight. Right. That's kind of my you know whole thing. When did you know that you wanted to work in sports, though, and and understand this is a, essentially 24 seven type of uh, industry to be in, right? It's not, you know, the, the normal nine to five, if there is even one any of those anymore. What was that? Was there a, was there a 
was there a point in your life? Was there something that happened? Were you at a job and you're just like, I hate this shit. Like I want to go to what I love. Like what, what brought you back to, to working in sports? So for me, uh, I was about 2014 and I had already started a successful tech company. I was over 10, 15 years uh, into that company and looking for my next venture and my next opportunity. So I was in a kind of a very fortunate and blessed position. Um, and out of all the things that I looked at, and there were a number of them, it was the the recreational football league that my old high school and my old childhood friend, Ryan DePaul, had put together in New Jersey, where we both grew up, where we played no pads tackle football together. We even played Pop Warner together. So football was a big deal um, in our group, in our childhood, in our towns, in the neighboring towns. And out of everything I was evaluating, <laughs> that struck me like nothing ever struck me before. It was my destiny from then on, and it has been. Um, and I knew I was going to get involved in this. And I went and I set about making that deal to make that happen. It took three months. It took intense convincing. Uh, he didn't want to do anything. Um, so it goes to show when you want something that bad, uh, you're going to make it happen. And so, you know, once we got around to starting the American Sevens Football League and putting a brand on it, it just took off. And, um, and you know, and I've been hooked ever since. That is awesome. So I guess, tell if you don't mind, can you can you pull the curtain back a little bit? Like, was this an offer that someone came to you? Was this you looking and you were like, hey, wait, I remember doing this. And was it, as you said, there was a lot of convincing to do. So was that you convincing them? Was that them convincing you? Was there a little going back and forth? Because I think that part's really interesting, especially, you know, coming in as, you know, not, not I don't want to say like outsider, that kind of sounds a little weird, right? But like, you're coming in, there's founders, there's co-founders, there's people that have been running this thing. And you're like, hey, guys, I really want to help. And I think I do a kick-ass job of running this thing. Like, how how do those conversations start, go, and and eventually end where everybody's in a happy situation? Yeah. And so a big part of it was already the uh, relationship that we had built over over our childhood. And so we had a, already a great respect and a loyalty for each other. Uh, I don't think we would have been able to put a partnership together otherwise, because the last thing I had to say to him before we formed our partnership, and Ryan, if you're listening, and I said to him, because I knew it with such a conviction that this was my destiny and I needed to be a part of this to make that. And I said, you will not be a success without me. You will not succeed in this with, I know it with, together we can do this. And, um, and, you know, and, and that was, that was the clincher. Um, so uh, yeah, pretty, it was pretty a lot great of way to... on, Mars, on my side because I wanted it that bad. I wanted it that bad and like nothing ever before. It was just, you know, I it's once in a lifetime. I hopefully it can happen again. Um, yeah, it, but once is enough with, with this type of thing. It's a pretty great way to end a conversation, right? Like that's a mic drop if I've ever heard one. I think that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And I guess so. So what is it? What is it about this league? What is it about this opportunity that you knew a it needed you, but more importantly, you needed it? What where is this? Where is this back and forth coming from? And why? Why did it happen? So. Out of the things I looked at, this had the biggest upside potential. Just not not just the biggest, but worldwide potential, Olympic dreams potential that this could be an Olympic sport someday. Because this is the way everybody's played football in their youth. This is the way people play on Thanksgiving. This is the way um, either you played or you know somebody who's played. And 
and a, such great memories are tied to it. So after uh, you know the few professional opportunities are uh, are taken up, there's just nothing available for guys to still get really the exposure and the and the they can still play flag football, other semi-pro football. You're you're not going to get the entertainment value that we get in the A7FL because it's just a, such an exciting new sport. All of those things together, um, I I was I was hooked on from day one. Um, I knew it would take a lot of work, though, and you know, so seven years later, now we are, and a lot of great things have happened just in the last year or two. And I'm I'm excited to get to the last last you know 18 months, let's call it, because I don't know some stuff's been going down. We'll get to it a little bit later, but I am curious. Talk to me a little bit about the league. Like, what? Why is it so entertaining? What are you guys doing that's different? As you said, it's no pads, tackle football. Sounds pretty dangerous, but I know you guys are taking some very, very um, strategic steps specifically to avoid concussions and everything you need to do there. So, I guess give me kind of the the, the elevator pitch, the rundown. Let 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 the people out there know kind of what you guys are working with. So first. Uh, reaction is, wow, these are barbarians. This is barbaric. These are crazy guys. Uh, but football insiders have been saying all along, take off the helmet, take off the face mask, take off the shoulder pads, remove the invincibility, eliminate the repetitive head-to-head helmet contact, eliminate CTE, uh, or drastically reduce it to virtually and practically zero. Why? Because you watch our guys, similar to rugby, they're protecting their heads as they go into the tackle. By instinct, called risk homeostasis, you're going into a collision, you're protecting your body, you're keeping your head out of the equation by instinct. Um, All of these things combined, plus other key rule changes, we're seven on seven still, like other um, passing leagues and flag type of football, but full contact tackle, we eliminate kicking. Our quarterback does a self-snap, so he doesn't take a, a one more exchange from the center. We have a three-on-one, most unique form of special teams, safer special teams, and most exciting play in football, where one uh, guy is receiving the ball, three are on the throwing side, and he has to try to run it back. Uh, you know, So uh, key rule changes, um, removing the helmet, is really the big part. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And yeah, you bring the comparison to rugby, and that's if you compare it to football, right? Just like the traditional NFL college that we watch on, on Saturdays and Sundays, that sounds ridiculous. But then if you think like, hey, there's been a sport that's been around, you know, a little bit longer, and they haven't had the same, nearly the same kind of troubles that the NFL has had, especially at least with PR and media when it comes to to head injuries. I think it's a really easy one-to-one to make, right? And there's rugby sevens, so we know that game's a little bit faster. It's a little bit more open space, so that makes sense on that end as well. Um, so I guess with that, you know, there have been, you know, we've seen the XFL twice now, and I think we're going to see it a third time. We saw the AAF a couple years ago, which was just a disaster. Um, the USFL actually had like a shot, and then some guy, random guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, he took a charge, and they, they made the mistake of trying to go up against the NFL. We all know that that wasn't going to work, and it didn't. What is it about your league? What is it about this league, the A7FL, the American Sevens Football League, that you think this could be the one that breaks through? Because year in and year out, we see another football league come up. We see another football league come down. Now, again, you've been around for seven years, so you guys are doing something right. But but talk to me. Convince me. Why are you guys going to stick around for the long term? 
<laughs> so the uh, I think the obvious thing is there's only so much professional football available out there. there you're only going to have so many guys who are paid to play football. After that, the 99.9% of everyone else who wants to play football has no options. They're not going to get paid to play football, at least not professionally mm -hmm. today. What they will get is a chance to get huge exposure, be on Sports Center, be on Bleacher Report, be a star of our league, get PR behind them, um, and all they have to do is pay to play a small fee. And that's what the secret is. Our athletes pay to play, and they get unbelievable, tremendous exposure, and will continue to elevate that exposure year over year because there is just not enough opportunity out there for guys to get paid to play football. Now you come into our league and we have prize money. So there's a rainbow and a pot of gold at the end for the championship team. Um, it's a small fee. You get your uniform, you get to be a part of a brotherhood and be a, uh, keep your passion alive. But a bigger part of this is the exposure and the press and publicity around it because you could be your, and you are, you were a hometown hero. You played in high school, you went to college or, or not yet. And for various difficulties and circumstances, you weren't able to continue and we can help. Uh, we can help you keep, keep that alive. And, and it you know, it saves a lot of guys. Uh, there is such thing as depression. There's such thing as, um, uh, you know, uh, just tre uh, tremendous difficulties that guys go through and they come and they play on Sunday and it alleviates and it, and they forget about it. It's a, it's a heaven send that. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's fun to play, right? Like at, at, at a minimum, it sounds like it's not, not a rec league, obviously, but like, it's something like I pay to play in a rec league. Like right. I, we, I, Thursday nights, I play in a beer league softball league. I don't get anything for that. It's just fun. It's something right. to do. It's something I enjoy doing. So it makes sense that there's obviously adults out there that miss playing the sport that they've probably played since they were seven, eight, nine years old. So that's, you know, 10 ish, 15 years potentially of their life that they spent doing it and they want to just keep playing. So worst case, that's awesome. But the idea that you've kind of spun it from, Hey, instead of we pay you, you're going to pay us, but we're going to give you a, a unbelievable exposure. How, how, how did that, that's a really interesting business model. How did that come about? Was that the the idea that you had when you were having those conversations originally uh, to become the CEO? Was that something that built up over time? Because you don't just automatically get that exposure, right? You kind of have to earn it. So how, how did you go about kind of navigating those waters, especially in the beginning to where you are now, where you have however many hundreds of thousands of followers and I think it's all 110 million views across however many social platforms. How did you get to that point to have that pitch? Because that's a great pitch for someone that you know hey like i need that exposure i want that exposure obviously we know social media marketing is one of the biggest pieces of marketing now digital especially so where how did that evolve into what it is now great great question and you're asking a lot of great a little long-winded i'm getting better I <laughs> yeah i almost forgot what you what the <laughs> question was um no uh so um it is an evolution mostly as a function of being a bootstrap startup, right? And um, not starting the business uh, like the XFL or the AAF or the uh, other number of leagues that you mentioned that have failed in the past, paying players, multi-million dollar uh, business operations. So we've started bootstrap funding it ourselves. The first five years, all we did was focus on 
national and international attention. We went viral every year. And each time we went viral, we pick up a million, multi-million views and hundreds of thousands of followers over, over that time span. Um, so that's what brought us to the point where, where it's just added up over time. And now it's brought us to a, a huge milestone where, where finally we're able to expand with new owners, right? We're just launching our application process for new division owners. We own four divisions, Florida, California, New Jersey, and Maryland. We're going to have four new divisions in 2022. Potentially, uh, we'll have a huge East versus West Coast championship at the end of that. We'll be including Los Angeles. We'll be including uh, potentially Boston, Massachusetts, Cincinnati, Ohio. So there's a lot of uh, interest in expanding the A7FL. We can't just expand across the country in one season. And step by step, we will, though, and we will get there. I like that. So how how do you – so you, you've gone viral so many of these times. You brought up Bleacher Report. You brought up SportsCenter. Have you been able to – develop partnerships with some of these media outlets uh, because now we're kind of starting to see like these media companies are starting to be the drivers behind many of these things right we've just saw and obviously we can't compare it but the nfl just signed a hundred billion dollars or whatever it is in just media rights right so how how are you getting the word out to the people outside of those viral videos that happen every every so often because you can't really plan for that right how do you get the the content out? How do you get this out? Is it are you going through media outlets? Are you just live streaming everything for free? Where can we watch this? Because I'm here in New Jersey. I'm sure there's a team not too far from me, but I've never heard of this before. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, still, so many people haven't heard of us. Um, we're we're still kind of an emerging new sport. Um, over the years, uh, each of those outlets have come to us. Uh, for our content going viral. And, um, and as a result, um, we've made a few of those partnerships where, um, where, where those outlets are using our content regularly. Um, uh, Wave Sports is one of our big partners right now who owns Jukes and a few other um, uh, accounts, uh, multi, multi-millions of followers, and that helps continue to spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a small world, the sports market, um uh through our network we're able to kind of shop our rights around and so we'll be doing that again as we move into next season um this season we are with fight tv um so that was a huge partnership for us and it's turning out to be a huge success and so 2022 we can have uh you know who knows uh who we'll be with um and you know sky's the limit and hopefully you'll be seeing us not only in person but on tv as well i like that i'll cross my fingers man i think it is really cool and again it's a huge opportunity for athletes right it's a huge opportunity for for the opportunity for business right that's why we're here sports and business and i think it's just really cool kind of again how you've been able to kind of flip that script a little bit rather than it being hey, we're going to pay you. It's you're going to pay us, but we're going to give you this huge amount of exposure, which you're not going to get anywhere else, That's which can right. be worth way more than that $25,000 contract that you would have signed, right? If you can, if you're savvy about that. So that's actually interesting. Do you guys have like anything in place to help these players understand the opportunity that comes with going viral, with getting this many views? Like, do you have people in place to help with marketing deals? Is there anything you're doing on that end sponsorship wise to help, you know, these players even further understand the opportunity that's in front of them? 
That's a great question. And so I'll be honest, the majority of the athletes that we see are focused on playing football mm-hmm. and their passion for the game and, uh, and, and winning at any given Sunday. Uh, the minority of the guys uh, who also are kind of uh, entrepreneurial, uh, many of the guys are, but you know, uh, at, at the same time, they're focused on football. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, we are developing those programs, so uh, we will have those outlets available. Um, we'll we'll be developing those processes and kind of uh, having. Uh, courses and classes uh, so we can start to educate our athletes on the do's and don'ts of social media, et cetera. And you're right. Uh, there's, there is opportunity there to take advantage of uh, whether in building your profile, whether in building your network um, and taking advantage of the PR opportunities. Yeah, I think it could be huge. And that, that seems like one, uh, you know, go after one of those uh, buffer companies or uh, Sprout Social, one of those that help businesses with their social media, go after them. That's a sponsorship deal waiting to happen. You provide the content, you know, give us a couple extra bucks, bing, bang, boom, everybody's happy. Nothing bad. <laughs> You're welcome. Take that one to the bank. You can have that one, Shenner. I don't even need it. Um, I guess so with that, like what, how was, I mean, Sounds like the pandemic wasn't too bad for you guys. If you're able to open up to, you know, have four new divisions, I think you said, right? You're going to have a couple more uh, teams obviously come in the league. What was the last 18 months like and how were you able to take advantage of it? Because I always like turning a, a negative into a positive, right? I was able to write a book in those 18 months, which was awesome. Super cool. Go buy it. It's a dollar on Amazon winning in sports business. But how were you what were you able to do during that time? to take advantage of the, you know, quote unquote downtime that a lot of people were having to get to the point where, you know, vaccines are rolling out. People are starting back in the stadiums. Everything's starting to look like it's shaking back free again to where now, like you can have multiple new divisions and teams coming in. Like what, what were you guys able to do to take advantage of the situation? Yeah. So we were growing during the pandemic. We brought in an awesome sponsor, Salus. Uh, which is developed by Oz Technologies, which is a COVID testing solution. So we tested our athletes uh, through our sponsor support, um, not only the physical testing, but the management and tracking uh, uh, mm-hmm. into our venues. So Salus was huge for that. So perfect timing. Once again, COVID hits, we pick up a COVID testing sponsor, perfect timing. And then through our investment campaign with Start Engine, um, we had funding to continue to improve our production, continue to improve our sponsor sales and build the rest of our business. Uh, 2020 was a successful season through COVID. We had a condensed season. Um, uh, four teams were involved and, um, and we had a champion at the end of the season. And that built into this 2021 season, which has been the uh, best for us so far best production ever, uh, best network distribution partnerships, best sponsorship, best player registrations across four divisions now. We started two new divisions within one season. Um, and And that proves now that new ownership can come in and follow our model, follow our business plan, follow our expertise and experience that we'll be sharing and providing all of this. Oh, I lost your audio. Sorry, I had a call come through. Oh, good. You're back. Uh, so follow our model, and then they're able to replicate that in our market, in their market, excuse me. And so that's what that. we'll see in 2022. 
by the championship, July 18th, we'll be announcing those four new division owners. Very cool. Very cool. That is congratulations, Shannon. That is Thank that you. is absolutely incredible. And I guess I'm kind of curious, like, right, you had uh, you're talking about some sponsorships, you're talking about some some network partnerships, obviously, production needs to grow, the, the better it looks, the more people, you know, hey, I, I can't watch like highlights from the 90s anymore. I mean, right. I, I grew up with that, but I can't watch that anymore. That con- it looks like crap, like, give me the HD, right? So I guess I'm kind of curious, how do you make sure that you're not growing too fast because that is a huge uh downfall of a lot of companies like everything looks good people want to start throwing money at you you start getting all this money you need to find a way to spend it you spend it and then you're kind of you know you know you head over your skis which is always a problem how are you making sure now this has been over seven years so obviously you guys have had some time but how are you making sure that you know as you said two divisions last year was great is four going to be too many or i'm assuming there's some market research done with that to make sure that's the perfect amount but how do you make sure you're kind of pacing yourself where investors still want to keep giving you money, sponsors want to keep giving you money, but you don't want to get too far out ahead where everything starts to go to shit? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So uh, it's it's a natural uh, process of building um, an ex- a league that's expanding across the country. You just can't expand across the country in one season. It has to be step by step. Um, because there's a tiered structure as it comes into the playoffs and comes into the championship, and and all of that's a function of the budget. So when you double it, you're double or triple the budget or quadruple at that point. Um, so uh, we're not going to uh, quadruple the number of divisions that we have from season to season. Uh, we're taking it step by step. And, and like you said, we did do that research. Um, we're comfortable uh, – uh, with the four divisions that we currently own, we're going to bring four new ones on. We might even sell one or two of our existing divisions if we have the opportunity. And so we're going to get out of owning the divisions and and we'll be handing them off to our operators who will really kick ass and focus and be a part of their local communities where we're the national and international broadcast arm. And we're going to get the word out and make sure everybody has a spotlight on them. Yeah, I think it's really cool, again, the way that you're you're looking at this. And I'm kind of curious from from that community standpoint, as you said, you know, you're maybe you're going back to your old town where you were the high school, you know, football hero and you were incredible. And then, as you said, over time, just unfortunately didn't get to, you know, make it to, you know, getting those paychecks. But now you can come back and can do that again. How are you? straddling that line of as you said national and international but at the same time making sure because it sounds like being extremely community focused is very very important and really honing in on a very local opportunity how do you kind of straddle both of those the the local and the national with those actual storylines people from anywhere would care about versus those storylines that people from you know my town in new jersey that will really care about that you know so there's no uh shortage of hunger for sports live sports and sports entertainment uh on the local level you have your regional sports networks on the national level you have your national cable networks so we have a combination of both of those just by nature of having an awesome football league america's favorite sport uh your local heroes will be seen uh, uh, from week to week on the local regional networks as we get into the national playoffs, the national championship will be on the national cable networks. Throughout the season, we'll be having a 
red zone style production where we're able to look in across the country on each division and the progress and the stars as they're developing from season to season. It's just going to be amazing. Red zone is my favorite thing to do for 10 hours on a Sunday. So I apologize because I'm seeing my bars on my, uh, battery i might have to run and get my chargers i just want to give you a heads up all right i have um like two more questions do you think we can make okay, it through those two ahead. questions have, all right i have three percent oh we'll make this quick it. then so my favorite thing about football uh is fantasy football and betting just gonna yeah. i'm just i'm yeah. not gonna ask a so, question i guess uh, i'm just yeah. gonna say so, that uh, and see what you have to say two areas we want to desperately get into uh um it's it's a process it's a build um, so we've built the league to this point. We're expanding now with the ownership, um, bringing these. Uh, so there's a, uh, a technical aspect of this, the statistics solution provider, multiple we've spoken with. So that we're in the process of discussions at the moment. And then tying that with, as you mentioned before, these media companies that are so big a part of this that are starting their own sports mm-hmm. books etc it's the perfect storm the perfect timing for us and with the right partnerships if you're uh, listening uh dave portnoy it's and and company we're here and we can make it happen together i love that let's bet on some a7 fl american sevens football league shinner where can everybody find you where can everybody find everything they need to know about the a7 fl because as you said championships coming up in a couple days let's watch it thank you michael uh, a7fl.com on instagram we're at a7fl on twitter we're at the a7fl and facebook at a7fl also check us out if you're interested in investing in football at startengine.com slash a7fl i love it shenner uh Corks, uh, no, I don't got it. You got. <laughs> I told you I can. Corcuses, there we go. Shannon Corcus is the CEO of the A7FL. This was awesome, man. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Take care.